Welcome to episode 11 of Mirror Finish, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless. I'm here with Travis, who has not been here for a while. It's good to have you back. I'm back. Travis is back. Uh, he's been out in the shop helping out, working on a prototype. Uh, and uh, what else has been going on for you out there? Well, not just out there, but in general. Um, it's It's been busy. Really, the past couple weeks have been really just tied yeah. up with this prototype. Um, you know, when you're doing any sort of thing like that, you want to make a good impression on your customer and it's going about as well as prototypes go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, which is not. Yeah, which is not, <laughs> not that well, well but prototypes. It's, it's an uphill battle <clears throat> just to make things work, and, and mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're getting kinks worked out of it. Yep, and we are still hiring. We are absolutely slammed, uh, so we have a lot of work, and we need more people to do it. Go on the website, uh, click on the careers tab, and all the jobs that are available are listed on there. We, uh, you can also find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Mirror finish at greatlakestainless.com is the email address, and I uh, really want to hear from people, any kind of feedback. We, we want to hear from the community. Uh, we're hoping in the future maybe to get some like local charities and local businesses on here to get them some more exposure. As we get more exposure, we want to kind of give back and give other people more exposure. Also, I kind of want to mention I had an old childhood friend of mine get a hold of me, uh, Jerry Runyon at Forest Millwork in Asheville, North Carolina, and I wanted to give him a shout out. Um, they do architectural millwork. Uh, they specialize in custom and premium AWI certified jobs, and we are also AWI certified, which is what American Woodworking Institute. It is. That's what it stands for. Architectural Woodworking Institute. Architectural. Yes. Okay. Um, they do surround wall paneling, fine finishing and detailing, die walls, reception desks, and all kinds of custom cabinetry. Uh, again, they are in Asheville, North Carolina. They've got a kitchen and bath design showroom at their headquarters and another showroom in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, so this is not a, our first sponsorship, uh, but just want to give them a shout out. If you guys are in that area, check them out. Uh, right now they're working, uh, we're working uh, with them on. They wanted some stainless toe kick uh, that they're kind of putting some under lighting on to give that a cool effect. It's a 14 foot, uh, 360 degree reception desk. They're putting some glass and cherry laminate on. There's a waterfall transition uh, and thermoformed Corian top. It's probably a lot more detailed than most people are used to hearing. They're not sure what that is, but kind of gives you an idea of their capabilities. So check them out, and thanks, Jerry, for getting a hold of me. We're going to have to keep in touch. Uh, so, yeah, this was uh, Scott Stoltenberg. Uh, he's our newest employee from California. He started out in the shop, and he's going to be moving to engineering and project management eventually. Uh, it was really cool hearing like his perspective of California versus here. Yeah, just the cultural differences. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you spent some time out west too, so you saw that as well. Yeah, <laughs> it. I lived in Salt Lake City, so it was okay. it was all Mormons. Yeah. So Mormons are like some of the nicest people in the world. Yeah, because they, they want you to join their religion. Ah, well, um, sure. No, they're just nice people. <clears throat> so I didn't see a whole lot of difference. You know, it was just everybody okay. out there was nice. Everybody up here is fairly nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's one thing he mentioned was the difference in the culture is that it kind of seemed more cutthroat and yeah, I don't know, self-centered or self-motivated you know, motivated out there. And um, I guess I kind of saw a bit of that when I was at GM. So uh, I don't know if it's a function of the companies he worked with, like the, maybe the larger companies tend to be like be that. smaller communities uh, as well. Yeah, that's true. You know, generally smaller communities are much less cutthroat than a, a larger city or, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, because I looked up Lodi, uh, which is where he's from, and that's like 65,000 people. So it's, I mean, we've got that 
in like the county area, but Traverse itself is way smaller. Yeah. It's like I don't think it's even twenty thousand. You know, right, it's like fifteen to twenty thousand. So, so that was interesting hearing his take on it, and uh, he's a really interesting guy. We kind of, we play a game called One True Three at the beginning, where he gives us three facts about himself, two fa- or two true. Right. And one false, and we have to get just which one is the false. I'd, I'd like to see that on more podcasts. Yeah, we should start it, man. That'd be cool. I want, I want Mike to do, to do a new one every week. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, we should all do it. Next one, we should all prepare and do one. Oh, yeah. Uh, we can yeah. do it in the intro or. It's tough for you and I because we've worked together and been yeah. friends for so long that, yeah, yeah, I'd have to really dig deep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah really too. dig deep. Yeah, shit, man. We've known each other for, what, 11 years now? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. No so. surprises. No, 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 not a lot. Especially some of them long weekends at the cabin. Those are good weekends. Laid it all out there. Lots, lots, lots of time walking on the beach. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yep. you know where all my birthmarks are. Stargazing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. Tequila may or may not have been involved. I, I we're gonna, we're gonna stop there while it's still PG. Okay. All right. Well, here's episode eleven with Scott Stoltenberg Jr. Junior. 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 Fun new nickname for Scott. Junior. Yeah, Junior. Look at what you did, Junior. <laughs> so call him Indiana. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, like, like six steps away from, you know. Yeah. Yeah, more from Indiana to corn to, I don't, I don't know, Hoosier. <laughs> yeah, you know, Hoosier. He's Indiana, big... Indiana Jones, Junior. Ah, junior. There you go. Yeah. It's a nice straight line. Yeah, nice straight line. You don't think we're crazy. <laughs> hey, everyone. Paul here. I noticed while I was editing that uh, we had someone tapping on the table, and uh, my editing skills are not the best. I'm still working on them, so I try to get rid of as much as possible. But you'll notice that throughout the podcast there is um, that, that noise. So I apologize for that, and uh, we'll work on that in the future. Uh, so enjoy the show. Sandwich. Sandwich. Damn. I wonder how mad my wife would be if I bought a bike computer. A bike computer? Yeah, like a GPS tracker. Goes on your bike. You know, I'm starting to learn that whole the whole theory of I wonder how this how mad this is gonna make my wife. Like when she finds out I spent money on this. Like we used to have like separate accounts before we moved here and then now we have all one big account. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm screwed. (laughs) <laughs> I knew a guy that uh, this isn't on right <laughs> always it's always, always let me turn it so you see the red light isn't that something about a camera red light don't you remember there was a Baywatch episode or something where the Hoff got like mesmerized by the light and he couldn't because they were filming something like within the show they were making like a show or a movie and he got like I don't know there's a term for it I guess but Inception 
This reminds me of Inception. It's like a movie and a movie of a show. Yeah. Inception yeah. was a dream. I don't know. It didn't no, oh true. his totem never it never fell at the end, right? So that means it <laughs> I'm lost. No. I'm lost. Did you ever see it? What? Inception. Yeah, yeah, I did. Do you remember at the end where he's like he spins his totem on the desk or whatever and he walks out the door? And it's like if it falls you're in real life, but if it doesn't fall, you're still in the dream. Oh. and it like it like wobbled and then credits. So it's like, is it or isn't it? I'm Chris Nolan. Uh, <laughs> wow. I remember watching now the I movie. Have to re-watch it. Yeah, I didn't understand it and so I just didn't I don't think anybody understood it and I think Ellen Page's constant exposition throughout the whole thing made it worse. <laughs> just See, annoying. I don't get into movies that much, but my wife blew my mind the other day. My daughter loves Boss Baby on Netflix. Yeah, right. I am. And she literally watched it all the way from California to here. Okay. So for whatever reason, my wife started watching it when we got here. She's like, do you know the little boy's having a dream about a baby brother? I'm like, no. She's like, yeah. Because like, they talk about at the beginning of the movie, like the mom has the bump. Like, oh, do you want like a sibling? He's like, no, I just like the three of us. And I remember the scene, but I don't remember the baby bump. She's like, yeah, he was dreaming the whole time. I'm like, Wait, the no. movie Boss Baby's a dream? It's yeah, like... the kid's dreaming about having a, a baby sibling, like how uh, it comes around. I and never then, picked up on And the baby shows up at the end. And I'm like, no way. That's like, some, that's like some St. Elsewhere shit. Yeah. That? yeah, the, yeah. And like, it was just in the mind of the autistic kid or something? Yeah. Now you're going to go home and watch it. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, no way. Wow. We just watched Bolt over the weekend. You guys Did you? Seen yeah. That? That's actually yeah. pretty good. My daughter's yeah. been watching it. I've never seen that before. Yeah. The thing that takes me out of it is John Travolta's voice. <laughs> just because it's him. And I, when I hear his voice, I associate him with all the batshit crazy acting that he's done. What do you mean? But, well, over, the overdramatic smoking and Broken Arrow. and Broken Arrow is a fine movie. You leave that alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who was the... It's Nicolas Cage. Broken Arrow? No. Who is Nicolas Cage? Or, uh, or, I'm Broken sorry, no, no. I, I'm thinking Face Off, which was... Oh, yeah. Is it Christian Slater? Yep, it's Christian Slater and Broken Arrow. Right. Yeah. You're right, that's right. Yeah. Big fight scene on a train with a helicopter. Oh, man, I gotta watch that again. I had, a, should. I had a high school buddy who copied how John Travolta smoked. Like, not ironically, but on purpose. Just on purpose? Look at me, I'm smoking. You know, the big fingers spread wide. Yeah, yeah. Get annoying. Uh-oh. For some reason, I think of the movie, what was the one where we played the angel, Michael? Michael. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I ever saw that whole yeah. movie. That one are phenomenon. I don't know why those just randomly come in. Yeah, phenomenon. Yeah. And we're taking uh, deep. Brownstone Cowboy. Oh, Jesus. You're going back. Yeah. What about uh, Swordfish? Swordfish? Remember Swordfish? Yeah. That was supposed to be. Great movies. I don't know I'd use that word. No? I don't know. It's no face-off, but. That was a gem. Face-off was amazing. They traded faces. Yeah, that's the title. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that one, yeah, you get them two just chewing the scenery. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pure entertainment. And didn't John Woo direct that? So there was like ubiquitous slow motion. Like every time someone got out of a car or airplane. The yeah, wind, there was a lot of slow motion. Like the that. wind kicked up and their trench coat flapped in it. And, yeah. You know, I mean, whatever. Well, sure, you're not describing Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I was like, Sounds a lot like Mission Impossible. Remember the, the motorcycle scene where they're just going at each other like 120 miles an hour and they jump off and hit? Yeah. And they spin around. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Spin around, land on their feet. Yeah. That's what would happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. It's karate stance. Yeah. 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 
So, uh, Scott, you wanted to mention somebody you used to work with, right? Oh, Grant. Grant Coito, yeah. He, uh, happy birthday, by the way, Grant. It's your uh, 52nd or 53rd birthday? I don't know. We lose track in the office. But uh, we know how much he loves his birthday. Yeah. So we want to wish him a happy birthday. Awesome. Nice. Put him in infamy out there other than being in a rock band that played with Papa Roach. Or played <laughs> on tour with Papa Roach. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's Skies legit, of Fire. Right? Yeah, yeah, legit. You can look him up on YouTube. What's the band name? Skies of Fire. Have you heard of him? No, I hadn't. I'll look him up, though. Yeah, when you YouTube it, let me know and I'll point out Grant for you. All right, okay. What do you play? Yeah. Bass. Bass? Yeah. He's probably going to hear this and he's just going to be like, put his, his hand <laughs> over his head and just be like, oh. He's like, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Although I told him I was going to do this if I ever got on the podcast. There you so. go. Nice. See what happens. Did anyone else over there listen to it too? Or nah. It? Okay. It was just me more so to get used to you guys. Sure. Yeah. That's a good idea. See the characters. Appreciate the downloads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be the first email up. and I was about to send it out because you were, I guess, we're still at zero. Oh, and I told Mike, I was like, that would be kind of weird if the first one you mentioned on the podcast is somebody that is now an employee. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Send us an email. We'll hire you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I should have said. Yeah. Guaranteed job. We're hired. Just yeah. email. Yeah. Now, we have gotten one email, and it was Sheena. Ah. And she was just saying, yeah, I tried listening. Or she went on Google Podcasts to download them. And for some reason, only the first six episodes oh, were right. showing up. And I guess for some reason, I got a hold of Anchor. And they said, well, it was just uh, just as they get new podcasts on, vet them out and stuff. It's just going to take a little bit for every episode of every podcast to show up. On oh, gotcha. So we have gotten an email, but I'm still... So waiting for the fans. So waiting uh, for the fans. Come out of the woodwork. You never know. You might get one from Grant Coito just saying, Scott, I hate you. <laughs> Mirror finish at GreatLakesNameless.com. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we, were t- we were talking about, have you ever heard of the game One True Three? No, you were just telling me about it just a minute ago. And isn't that, is that when you give three statements and yeah, one well, is true or two are true? Yeah, like it, we, I kind of know it being from the West Coast. It's more like two truths and a lie. Okay. So you ah. tell two truths and a lie, basically, and you gotcha. will let people figure it out. Right. Yeah, I think I tried. We used to go to the races every year, and I tried getting everyone there to play that. It was lame. They didn't want to do it. No. That was, I mean, it was fun for the party going there, but I don't know. I felt the party could have been a little better. <laughs> wow. I guess a lot of people there just didn't share my sense of humor, which I understand is a bit specific, a bit dark, but. Yeah. Well, whatever. you know, can't win them all. We usually have great improv, but I have no filter. So oh, sometimes okay. I have to really pay attention to, I shouldn't say the audience, but the group that I'm with. Yeah. Because sometimes it'll just come out, and yeah. you're like, that was oh. hilarious. And then all of a sudden, you're like looking around, and like, yeah. you're only one person got it, and you're just like, all right, well, uh, apparently I can't see this on Sunday at 9 a.m. in the morning. So. <laughs> yeah. I got a perfect example of that. Uh, so my wife does Mary Kay, and we went down to... We've been down to Dallas a couple times because their big annual thing is down there. And uh, we had a, a break, so me and a few of the husbands were walking around uh, town. And uh, I'm trying to remember... I don't remember who we were talking about. And I said something about that actress is so hot, I would like a fridge full of her breast milk or something like that. You guys are laughing. It was crickets. <laughs> and I, I think one guy there chuckled, and the other, some other guy was like, just looked at me like I was weird. I'm like, okay, I get the crowd I'm with. All right. Yeah. Fine. It's all about the delivery, too. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm not going to lie and say I got a comics timing, but 
Uh, you don't. Especially when you can just roll it off and then you just kind of look around. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. Nobody's yeah. not even cracking a smile. Yeah. Nope. Nobody hear that? No? Anybody? Hello? Yeah. This thing on? Yeah. So. Uh, well, you mentioned improv, and Rick, who we had on last time, he's actually done some stand-up around here. Have you ever done any of that? I've never done stand-up. Most of mine just been... I've just been good at improv. Yeah. Like, just improv, improving and conversation, whatever. Just right. being able to flow. Sure. Just sure. random. Sometimes it comes out really great. Sometimes <laughs> just like, another shot, please. Yes, yeah, exactly. Keep them coming, bartender. Exactly. Well, let's test that. One, two, three. Go ahead. Um, professional video game player. Okay. Been able to throw a 90-plus mile an hour fastball. Okay. And... Won a quiz bowl competition for Skills USA. You said quiz bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not familiar with that. So quiz bowl is like uh, basically just like a it's like the almost like debate. Like if you think about the debate teams, okay. but instead of that, you're doing like current events, pop culture, just basically anything random, and you just kind of go against the other team. It's almost like do you ever see you ever watch Boy Meets World? Yeah. Remember when they do like the the debate team or like. They go on, gosh, there was an episode where they go on this teen show. Remember when they're on like a game show as teens and they're just basically like competing against each other for whatever, like how the schools do, I guess, Jeopardy or something like that, okay. like similar to that. You'll probably remember the episode after the podcast, but like, oh, yes, I remember. Okay. But it was kind of the same thing where you're just, it's like team against team and they'll be like, uh, who is, who was the president of Russia well, back in 2000? Oh, okay. And then you just... Gotcha. Hit it, you oh, hit the buzzer okay. or whatever, and then I got it. then you answer it off. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So oh, which man. are the two truths and which is the lie? Professional. I mean, it's two true and one false. Yes. Okay. So professional video game player, ninety mile an hour fastball, and one quiz bowl with Skills USA, which we just learned about because Haven, our intern. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea what that was before she. Uh, Although it wasn't Skills USA when I did it, it was still. Vicka Club, Vocational Industrial Club of America back then. Okay. And then it kind of switched. Gotcha. Like literally right after that. Well, I'm going to say that one's true because you knew, you answered my questions. And oh, quite man, you're buying them for info. Uh, all right. I, I won't say I did it on purpose, but. Um, and then 90 mile an hour. So I've heard that throwing, like people think they can throw way faster than they can. Like if you go to the fair or whatever and there's that. The radar gun thing and it shows you how fast you go, and people are always shocked. Like that's as fast as I can throw. So statistically, I'm leaning towards that one as being the false one. I was going to go the same way. I think you topped out at 87. <laughs> <laughs> actually, they're all true. Are they really? Yeah, they're all true. 90 mile an hour fastball. Yeah. Actually, I pitched wow. a lot in uh, all the way from time I was 10 till like the first part of my college. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Holy crap. So what about the video game, professional video game player? So after my wonderful college, you know, baseball years ended, it was spent a lot of time on the computer, so we were doing, playing Counter-Strike all the time, Battlefield 1942 was huge, like the first Mm -hmm. one, and then uh, the first Call of Duty was actually pretty big for a little while. Yeah. And this is like before MLG, there was like a Cyber Athlete League or something like that. So this is before the whole esports blew up, but it's like, you got sponsors by random energy drink things or you know yeah, you, got, yeah. you know you would you would play technically back then it was like you play in ladder matches so you basically have all these different teams on a ladder and then you just challenge up and you kind right. of keep going back and forth or you can go to different tournaments you know throughout um like kind of how they do it now where you can go to dallas you go to 
wherever and you can play against other major ones, but a lot of it was literally all on the internet. And then if you got enough, you know, uh, cloud in basically the two main main ones, you just get sponsored and they'd sponsor huh. different stuff and they'd cover, you know, your fees for different That's stuff. Cool. Or the the whole thing was the whole joke back then was, you know, that you'd sign other people's mouths bad, like because <laughs> okay, they'd okay. give you just you yeah, know, they'd just give you crap, you know, yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. not crap, but. Just stuff. Is there yeah. irony in an energy drink sponsoring a video game league? Because yeah, stay awake, be alert. Okay. All right. My gaming days ended with like PlayStation Two, so I've been out of it for a very long time. I don't know the activity level required for. I never was really games. into it until I think like my first part of college, and it was like my brother used to. My brother actually got me into Counter Strike, and was mm. he just sit there on the laptop forever playing this sure. game, and I'm like. How can you sit there? And I was always super active as a kid, so I couldn't yeah. really sit there all the time. But right. then it was like I'd play for 15 minutes. Oh, I hate this. The next time you sit down, you play for like a half hour. Oh, all right, I got to go do something. The next thing you know, like two hours went by. You're mm-hmm. like, I love this. Yeah. Counter-Strike was pretty popular. I remember we got into like, I got into online gaming like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was still pretty popular. But we were all playing Quake 3 Arena. Yeah. That Rocket Arena. And uh, that's actually one of my best friends. He... His wife tricked him on to go on, on the Dr. Phil show for video game addiction. Really? Yes. What? Yeah. Uh, you have to tell this story. Um, he, uh, the, I don't know. It's, it's a long story. He got tricked on to go on the Dr. Phil. Okay. You get tricked. You say, hey, we're going to go to Dr. Phil for some counseling. How, and then the all hell? of a sudden, surprise, if, you're having a, it's an been intervention. A while, it's been a while since I've heard the story directly from him. But he, uh, his wife's sister lived out in California. Mm-hmm. He lived out in Utah. Okay. I lived out there, and they were going out to visit a sister or something, apparently, and they were going to go to a taping of a Dr. Phil show. Oh, that's how wow. Yeah, yeah. He said Dr. Phil wasn't very nice to him. <laughs> it well, ain't about when you're, you. When you're the, when I guess when you're the subject matter yeah. of the show, I wouldn't assume that it would be that way. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, it used to be, it was so much fun, and it's like, it was... Halo, I think, was like well, kind of what changed like esports nowadays okay. with a lot of like the Minecraft, uh, everything else, where you can yeah. kind of go in and you can be like, get everybody from work and you go make a custom map and you can go mm. have sniper battles yep. or whatever yep. the different vehicles were. I didn't really play a whole lot of Halo, but Counter Strike was that way back in the day where you just find random because. So back back put a little bit. So back in the day, it used to be where you just have a list of servers. You can go yeah. do whatever yep. you want. Okay. So if you had one map you like playing twenty four seven. Go click on that, double click. Hopefully you're one of the 12 or 16 or how many people they had yeah. in it. And you just jump in that and you play that map over and over okay. yeah. 24-7. And, and nowadays it's, you know, map selection at random. You pick two maps, vote. If not, it just goes random. But back then, that's how you kind of found different things to do um, mm-hmm. within the game. Like he was, there was one called Dodgeball where literally somebody made a home gymnasium and they put up basically this glass you know, uh, basically glass in between you and you had to take grenades and you had to throw them and like angle them on the walls and stuff and all that to basically take the, take down the other player's HP and that was dodgeball. And yeah. as dumb as it sounds, it's super fun because you're just like... Super, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or like, I guess when people used to just run around with knives and you try and yeah. you know, do yeah. things where you yeah. knife each other, like you just, you got to find yeah. random things like that where you just spend yeah. countless hours doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. This is all PC based, not yeah. console yeah. based, right? Okay. That was all PC based back then, yeah. which kind of made it super fun. Sure. But, yeah. Oh man, the last. I think the last game I was really into was probably. No, that was in college. In college, Tekken Three was like the big, 
like the fighting game, GoldenEye. Yeah, for console. Yeah, 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 for console. I never got really got into PC gaming. And then, like, the last game I, I remember being, like, really into and obsessed with was, like, Tiger Woods 2004. Yeah, I, I almost said 2014, but he wasn't doing jack shit in 2014. Because <laughs> clubs were being used for something else. Yes. <laughs> yes. I believe it was a window. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How the mighty have fallen. But, and so now you mentioned the predecessor to Skills USA, which was, say, VICA? VICA, yeah. And what did that stand for? Vocational Industrial Club of America. Okay. <clears throat> right. Um, now, is that, do you, have you kept up with Skills USA at all? Like, are you aware of the format now? And I, um, I, was, I was just wondering if it's similar. Listening to kind of like how Haven just described it is pretty much kind of how it is. Okay. Um, now, I mean, we only could have went to, was it the state level? Because I got silver in the technical drafting or computer-aided technical drafting. And then we could have went to state for the quiz bowl. But then it changes from, like, pop culture to, like, I think they narrow it down to, like, the engineering. Like, more engineering, more, like, <clears throat> you know, less random, you know, pop culture things, fun stuff to, the, I guess, more serious and educational stuff. But So I've kind of followed it a little bit. Not as much as I probably should. But I think it's something to really get into because bringing you know even in high school if i had that opportunity to work with like you know companies that where you actually get to see what you're doing in the classroom and actually getting to get in a work environment and kind of see and feel because i remember when i went and finally started trying to get jobs for drafting and stuff like that it was, it was just like yeah. completely new and yeah you didn't know what to expect whereas yeah. like you know even she's probably getting really good experience from the school aspect and the work experience right. to kind of mesh it between. So when you go back to school, you can start seeing how this is going to be, have a real world application to it. Right. So you said technical drafting, which I think is the same mm-hmm. category. Yeah, she, that's what she was in. Yeah. So was that kind of what you pursued in high school and then after high school into college was technical drafting? And yeah, so and actually uh, I came from private school all the way till eighth grade and the high school that I was at was the, mm-hmm. one of the only ones that actually had AutoCAD, uh-huh. which was like my big thing like I was like other than sports at this high school I'm like that's what I'm coming here for uh, yeah. and so actually uh, did, that, did that all four years and then we competed uh, my senior year which was fun and then uh, I did that a little bit uh, while I was playing baseball and then when I made my way back into college again that's where I started again because mm. I actually just started getting it like my CAD certificate because everyone was like well you have lots of CAD experience but you don't have like you know the educational part of it you don't have a right. piece of paper that says mm-hmm. someone says yeah you know what you're talking about yeah right. so i went back and did that and then it just kind of rolled into like finished my as in engineering and then basically i'm doing my bachelor's right now and just kind of just kept going cool nice. yeah so what experience what kind of things did you, uh where'd you go to college first of all um san joaquin delta college it was a juco out there okay uh, you said JUCO? Oh yeah, okay. sorry, that's junior college. Yeah, man. junior college. Oh, yeah. there you go. JUCO. If you, yeah, JUCO. If you, if you're anywhere around baseball, someone says JUCO, you know they went junior college. Ah, yeah. I only know that from a, another podcast that I listened to. Which one? The, the Crab Feast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because he was uh, all JUCO on a soccer team. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. He made the all JUCO team. <laughs> the all JUCO team. Yeah. Okay, um, and. Uh, after you said you got associates in engineering mm-hmm. there, and then and we, we kind of talked about this with Haven. Did you see any kind of like, um, well, you did kind of already mention it where people I don't want to use the word discrimination, but I don't know if there's a better word like 
Is this the perception of having an associate's versus a bachelor's? Did you see anybody, any negative feedback? Oh, for sure. And I think for myself especially, because I'm like, if you want to say I'm at the end of, or the just past the beginning of the millennial generation, I mean, obviously I'm 35, 36, Mm -hmm. but I saw a lot of it because it was, I had, I remember a few jobs actually where you have plenty of experience in, you know, even Amazon, I think I was applying for one of theirs, and they were saying you have enough work experience, you have great work experience for you know, their operation stuff and manufacturing, but you don't, we just need a bachelor's degree. Like, literally, you can have a bachelor's degree and, hmm. you know, um, yeah. I don't want to say liberal arts because my wife is very artsy, so, but you can just have a pretty much a bachelor's in anything and they're like, oh, we'll take you, hmm. you know, sort of thing. And I was just kind of like, well, that kind of stinks because you just said, no, yeah. I don't think my piece of, the piece of paper is going to tell you that yeah. you know, I can't do my job, you yeah. know, now that I have work experience. So, I mean, there has been some stuff but at the same time, it's I think everything's kind of happened for a reason, which is mm-hmm. really awesome. The when you worked in California, is that what you did? Was engineering and, and technical drafting? Was that the jobs you had over there? I went from for the most part, yes. So when I actually started engineering, was doing um, I was doing the design stuff. It was a lot of tool design for uh, custom molded rubber parts, okay. which was completely new to me. I've never done tool design. I mean, other than in the classroom, they kind of just tell you what it is, but they don't yeah. really, you know, get into it too too much. They say, hey, this is what you're going to, this is what you might encounter out in the workforce. Yeah. So, um, and then that kind of transformed into working for a fiber optics company, just doing CAD for all their underground and aerial stuff. Mm. <clears throat> and then the kind of the oddball, which, which, which was really cool, was the, the continuous improvement, you know, and learning like the lean manufacturing, Six Sigma, um, all the kind of stuff that we do here and then kind of came back to doing even more like 3d modeling with um, fire life safety and all that kind of stuff so it's all been engineering some of it's been designed some of it's been continuous improvement so it's all been kind of a a little bit of a melting pot of everything right okay and you've only been in this here like a week and a half or something right yeah not even like 10 days and we got you out in the shop right now Mm -hmm. what are you working on out there right now um been working on the brake press this last week which has been I think out of all my stainless experience has been like my weaker point. Ah, right. Because designing that has always just been a headache. Okay. What do you think it is about that? That's I think it's just learning the, like when you're bending, like where the material goes. Because a lot of the times you're thinking, hey, I got this, you know, one foot wide piece of, you know, steel, but I need to bend it and have three inch sides. But then you're just like, okay, well, what's what's the difference in between that flat piece and the radius and then a right. lot of the the equations as you think about it, you're like oh well you need to add material you need to remove material then you're like well shoot if i need to get this much here and you know this much on the bottom i'm not really going to have a 12 foot piece or um, a one foot piece sorry i'm going to have a yeah like a 13 inch piece for uh, example okay. so you're not really going to have your right. piece is actually going to be longer that you need in order to to get the sides and the top that you want versus just saying oh, I just need a one-foot okay. piece and I'm going to bend it. And then you realize, oh, man, I'm going to be short. Yeah, so it was almost a way of thinking as much as it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just nope. straight-up engineering. We ran into that doing copper. I mean, we always mm-hmm. gained gain. Yeah, you had your tube gain and stuff like that yeah, when you were yeah. bending copper, soft copper. You know, you'd have your tube gain and stuff mm-hmm. like that on your 90s and 180s. And we usually had a little little chart or just a rule of thumb mm-hmm. that we used. And I don't remember, like for every 90, it, you gained a diameter? I don't remember now. Something like, like that, It's been yeah. so long. Yeah. yeah, it's so. usually, yeah, I can't remember. I remember, I do actually do remember that from one of my classes, and you're just kind of like, 
you're halfway paying attention, like, when am I ever going to use this type of thing? And yeah. then I've, I think I've pretty much experienced that every, every, <laughs> every yeah. single job that I've had that had to do with engineering. There's been, like, one thing they're like, you're going to experience this at some point. You're just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go be a mech engineer or whatever, you know, and then you end up in civil, and then you're just like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. she's right. Now I need yeah. it. Yeah. I just, it ended up kind of becoming second nature for us. Yeah, well, I think when you do it every day, you know, yeah. you're you're dealing with it every day. It's just something that yeah. you know. Yeah, I would put our bending and bracing skills up against anybody who's doing it so <laughs> much. Yeah, and not only how much you were doing it, but the tight spaces, mm-hmm. and you know, you had to always watch what was behind your flame and stuff. So it uh, yeah, it's a good training ground. Yeah, it was actually. So being on that break press, like you have an appreciation for like when you're designing something, like thinking about the easiest way to do it now, because the guy out there, if he's running it by himself and how big some of those pieces are, like, yeah, yeah. you give them props. Yeah. Now, when you're in the shop out there, did you ever work on the break press at all? Um, yeah, just for like, if there was one product, we were doing one project I worked on, it was a bunch of medicine cabinets. And there were just so many of them that, and they were all ran on the AccuPress. So yeah. I would just do all the bending, just because it was already programmed in there, and uh, you can train anybody to do it. So that was those little ones with the mm-hmm. wood. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I I do have a little bit, or I've helped. You know, like when I was on the shop floor, if somebody called in sick and they needed an extra hand over there, just go help out for mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. Okay. Now you were born and raised in California. Then? Yep, born and raised. Where at? Uh, Lodi, California. So it's about thirty miles south of Sacramento. Okay. So the uh, Central the, Valley is that what that's called there? It's or? like it's Northern California, but I would say it's like the northern part of the valley. So okay, it's like if you go to San Francisco and you literally just hit head like an hour and a half east, you're there. probably right there. It's the other uh, Napa Valley or the other wine region of California. That's the wine, oh, area. Yeah. wine area, especially reds. Reds yeah. out there are good. Nice. Yeah. We're, we got our own wine industry around here, I guess. It's pretty, yeah, pretty big, pretty good. Now you mentioned that the microbreweries around here were something that you were kind of surprised. Yeah, to see. I mean, microbreweries are blowing up back there. I mean, we actually have one of them, one of our local ones, just start actually entering into some of the uh, the farmland for wines to um, to grow hops. Hops, sure. Yeah. Um, which I was actually surprised. I was driving around. I can't remember wherever by my house it was but i saw a few of them mm-hmm. over there i think it was up we went up on the peninsula this weekend and yeah. uh, i saw some up there but the microbrews out here i was really impressed with yeah there's a, lot of them. there's a huge if you head up um 31 east and go hit 72 east and go by like the turtle creek casino mm-hmm. on the south side of the road there's like a it's almost like 500 acre hot farm it's massive really yeah. i don't know if it's if it's all, if they got hops on all of it yet, but it, it's some, uh, it's some like cooperative or something like that. Yeah. Actually, Sheena used to be involved. Yeah, it's Michigan Hops, MI Hops. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess she named that too. She came up with that name. Oh, wow. MI Hops or MI yeah. Hops. But yeah, that's supposed to be. I was. I think the the thing I was really impressed when we were out here during Thanksgiving was um, whether the beer was to my liking or not, mm-hmm. what the actual description of it, you could actually taste what it was and not to take away from some of the the, the microbrews back home but it was a lot of times you'd have like eight on a menu one of them you actually really enjoyed the taste and the other one you're just kind of like all right kind of there oh, not really but here it was like i think we went to shorts and they actually oh. had a red eye beer which was it actually brewed with you know tomato i, I can't remember i think it was tomato and then beer and it literally tasted 
like a red eye beard, mm. yeah, which was kind of surprising and not just like, oh yeah, I think it's I think it's got like a hint of tomato. Yeah, like you, you actually search for it. You have the flavors and you're going through the different stuff and you can really taste it. Now whether you liked it or you didn't like it was a different story, right. but at least the description of what it was, you can taste it. Yeah, which was cool. Now, so are microbreweries just kind of starting to get big back in Lodi? Or I think it a while? it's it's been they've been bigger. I think it started a little bit more. In the Sacramento area with downtown and a lot of oh, them okay. kind of that way and they've made their way south we've had we've had what Lodi Beer Company has been there I think the longest and then within the past couple of years we had uh, we had five windows show up there was idol and I think there's been those are the the other two that sh- shown up and they're like literally just blowing up right now hmm. around there I mean they got the outdoor outdoor seating they'll bring out yeah. the taco trucks there like kind of how oh, I guess yeah. you guys have the it's called the Fleet. Yeah, little, little Fleet. Yeah, the Little Fleet. That's yeah. our food truck. Uh, yeah. But instead of that, fleet. they kind of do yeah. like where they'll bring a food truck ah, to their place because they obviously don't cook food or do that, but yeah. they just kind of do that outside. And it's really cool. It's interesting because usually trends go from west to east, but microbreweries here, God, it's been 12, 10, 12 years that it almost seems like around here we're saturated. Like maybe we're on the yeah. far side of the hump with mm-hmm. microbreweries but it sounds like in they've, where you're from it's they've had lines. them out there but they're just not I guess in the area like we have um, the wine in the area is like Starbucks out there like literally every corner you turn there is a winery I mean obviously when you get on the outskirts of town because oh, that's where most of the wineries are I mean right. some of them have come into the downtown area that have their little um, their little stores or little tasting rooms downtown yeah and so you, I mean, you could literally throw a stone and hit one, no matter which mm-hmm. direction you throw. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have an arm, um, that would help. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> but I mean, they they've had a few here and there, but I think now it's like turning into how we've been so much for wine, like it's blowing up in the sense that everybody's starting to do the the beer microbrews, all that kind of stuff. Now. Right. Gotcha. I love how we're talking about microbreweries and the conversation like shifted to amputees and then right back. Yeah. No, I didn't mean like <laughs> if you actually have an arm. Like well, that's I, where I went with it. No. Okay. But the way I said it was if you could actually throw cuz uh, I mean I know out here a lot of people don't throw stuff. You usually like hit it with a stick yeah. or you know I mean a hockey stick or you know a shovel. Or, you know, uh, shovel. <laughs> well, shovel. Okay, now we're getting into tin cup territory. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> amputees like really? Yeah, like thinking if somebody ha- actually has an arm and he's not like stepping with the same Foot as he's going to throw it. <laughs> I'm thinking of you know a stub with a folded yeah, sleeve. Yeah, if he physically has, physically it on. has it's We're gonna get our first it. email. Why are you guys being? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, um, I don't appreciate unsubscribe. You. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm unsubscribing. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh man. Uh, so now, I mean, obviously, right now, you think California, you think fires. Did you ever have to deal with anything like that growing up over there? No, I mean. Last year, we had the big fires just north like Napa. Most of the stuff you would get would be, you just get the smoke. Because mm, yeah. everything blows from the west, and you just get tons oh, right. and tons of smoke. And then the worst part is, a lot of it get, like, just gets trapped, and it sits. And it's just bad for your allergies. Um, yeah, I heard they shut down parts of Yellow, or Yosemite indefinitely because of the air quality. They said the air quality is as bad or worse than Beijing. Yeah. Because of all the smoke. So it's like, yeah, it's National Park. Shut down. I mean, if you yeah. could, I, you could, 
the files over the files will go and like the next day it would just be like just this haze and it would just be oh, bad it's hard to breathe hard to everything and not to the point like you just there's no visibility you could just you just feel it like when you're just breathing and so Ugh. i mean that was like the worst of it i mean right now it literally feels like after we left everything around our region was like burning just blew up huh? yeah Especially yeah, up in Redding. Redding's like, yeah, it was, crazy. I was looking. There's a, I don't remember the website, but there's like an interactive map where you can go and see all the current wildfires in the nation, and they've got all the information. Uh, there's a legend that shows you, you know, contained, not contained. You know, there's a block, a blockade here or whatever. But yeah, that uh, that one Mendocino one now is the largest in California history, and it's, just, it's still growing. It's like triple digit temperatures, no rain, just. Yeah, this is freaking bad. Yeah. Bad news out there right now. And then, like what happened? Oh, what happened last year doesn't happen again. Where the fires strip all the vegetation, everything holding the soil together, and then here comes the rains, and then you got mudslides. Yeah, yeah. So what ended up bringing you to this area then? Um, well, our my wife's best friend she grew up with her husband's in the Coast Guard. Mm. So we came out uh, last Thanksgiving to visit, and there was no fall, there was no snow. And we loved it. <laughs> so it reminds us of Lodi a lot in the sense it's a small town, but you yeah. got all the big box stuff. Uh, yeah. And the people here are a lot nicer than California. Okay. Just in general. See, that's, really. that's one like thing it. that interests me is like the, the pockets of local culture and how they compare across the, the country. So you just find in general, it's, is it more laid back here? What's, what about the people you think? I think people here, it's not to say that they don't care about each other in California, but it's like, I think... A lot of the times, people, it, I get the vibe like it's not that people need the other person, but it's more like team oriented. And I know like that's an overused word that people say it, but here it's just like you kind of feel like even if you're doing something like out in the shop and you're maybe not great at it, like I saw like, you know, another one of the newer guys learning how to weld or, you know, trying to get better at welding because he's yeah. in very inexperienced. One of the other guys literally would just come over and say like, try and help them along, give them some right. tips, like do some stuff. Whereas in some, you know, work areas I've been around where they just kind of just let the guy go sing by himself. Uh, and yeah. then basically like whatever happens, happens, let the chips fall where they may. And yeah. it's just kind of like, which kind of looks poor on the, the senior employee because you're really yeah. not caring about yeah. quality or the company yeah. or in, in that aspect. But some people just generally just don't care. But I mean, overall in public, like going out and, and just, being around people, they just seem a lot nicer. Like, they're mm. just not, I don't know. Maybe they're just not so busy. They're not just running around yeah. or, like, a chicken with their head cut off. I don't yeah. know. But everyone just seems nicer. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I I kind of found that, too, moving up from southeast Virginia. I mean, that's a, a bigger, a lot bigger area. There's probably a million and a half people uh, in that area. So it, this is a lot smaller. But I did find that, in general, there's more of a, team or family you know it's like well you're in this area so am i so i'll help you yeah. out maybe one day you can help me out yeah kind of thing. you see do you see it in the winter there's <clears throat> understood for you to go through the because you what are the winters like in lodi is there, uh, is there snow rainy no, snow? no there's no snow, no snow. Okay. we're like our elevation is like 51 okay. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay the worst part of our winter is when it's raining really hard and you got the wind and then you're like the normal comment you would make when you walk out. You're just like, I hate the wind. Like, uh, I can deal with the rain. I just hate the wind because it would literally just. Just sideways. It sounds terrible, but it would just blow. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's just what it would be, and that's like that's our worst winters. Like you would just get downpour and downpour and downpour, and just like rain for a couple of days straight, and you're just like, huh. is it a hundred degrees yet? Like, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, winters were not that bad, so I'm kind of curious to see how the snow's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm interested to see what your take on it on it is, having not ever really lived through a, you know, a, a traditional winter. I don't know what you call it, but you know, traditional winter. And they've been getting better. I mean, because I think we talked about before. I moved up here in '01, but people were telling me even at that point that yeah, the winters are getting really less than they used to be. It used to be like you grew up here, so yeah. you know. Yeah. It was like Halloween to Easter, snow. Yeah, well, yeah, and man. Trick or treating as a kid in yeah. snow. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, not a lot. You know what I mean? But a lot of times there'd be a couple inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. One in Mansalona, it's in the snow belt. So mm-hmm. you guys got hammered. They still yeah, do. They still do. Still there, do. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. when you were a kid, you probably remember, I mean, snow, what, 10 oh. foot snow drifts? And, yeah, huge banks, yeah. snow drifts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then now, and, and back then, did the lakes freeze over all the way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now it's not. Yeah. I think when the lakes completely freeze over, it's rare now. Yeah. I can't remember. Especially if they I mean, I'm talking about the Great Lakes. The Great Lakes, yeah. yeah. Because when they freeze over, then the snow starts stopping. Basically. Yeah, the lake effect machine yeah. gets shut down. That's yeah. I wonder that might be the most one of the most surprising things for you. It was for me, you know, the the lake effect because it's not a storm. It's just the moisture coming from the lake and it hits the lower temperatures over land, and then that just creates snow. Hmm. So you get these bands, and you can sometimes you can see them like in the sky. You'll see cloud, sun. Cloud, sun, and where there's the cloud, it's white out. Yeah. And then, sun. Yeah, sun. <laughs> I have experienced and that, but with the rain so far, like, when I, when I was here, I went to Home Depot the other day, and I'm like, looking out, it's, like, completely sunny, and there's just this one dark cloud. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally dark cloud, and I'm like, I just got done at Home Depot, went into Walmart, and I'm just, like, looking at this cloud, like, man, that's going to dump a lot of rain. Walk in, and you just hear it just beating on the top of Walmart, yeah. and then... All these people come running in like they just have never experienced. Like I felt like I was in California again. So they're like, "My gosh, what is this?" Like, <laughs> yeah, like rain yeah. in California. People like lose their minds. They don't know what to yeah, do. Like, uh, I've heard that, especially like in Southern California. It's like you know, you get a sprinkle and it's just like cars careening down a highway. It's, and... That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. Because people, no, I mean. You, we're kind of exaggerating, but people like as soon as it starts raining, people don't know how to drive. They they forget like everything. Yeah. It's like yeah, that's like the first couple of weeks of snow out here. Exactly, I was you just going to say that everybody's used to summer driving. Then you get some snow on the road, and the, the roads get slippery, and then everybody forgets to drive. They're still doing you know sixty five seventy around curves. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's just just yeah, cars in the ditch everywhere. And that surprises me. It's like you live here, you know it's coming. Yeah. But every year, you're right. It's it's like people just forget. Yeah. Okay. I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think in the... Um, what I was really... I was really pleased to see after moving up here. Like, if you do happen to get stuck, it's not going to be long before someone comes by and helps you out. It's technically illegal. People can't pull you out of a ditch or whatever. It's technically supposed to wait for emergency vehicles. And I get the logic. It's like, well, if if you're helping somebody and you also get stuck, well, then now that's twice the work for right. the cops or whatever to get you out. Nobody follows that. The cops don't enforce it. It's just like everybody helps each other out. It's not going to be long. And it's one of those things where it's not uh, – nobody, like, expects payment. And there's some people that will just 
when the weather's bad, they got all the stuff in their truck, they'll take a buddy, and they just go around and look for people yeah. to help pull out. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, I thought that was really cool. And I, I remember, we um, this was years and years ago, we had a, um, I still had my, my truck, and um, I was at an intersection, and I saw a lady stuck, uh, got out to help her out, and in that time, like another truck had gotten stuck, like on the other side of the intersection, and it was like four below, 30 mile an hour wind, it was coming down. And uh, I saw a cop pull up, and I'm like, oh, crap. So I kind of walk up, hey. And he, like, cracked his window, and he's like, he looks around, and he's like, I'll block the road for you. <laughs> puts, the, <laughs> puts the window back up, pulls around, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they don't. They, they appreciate it, you know. Yeah. They, they know, because they grew up here. Mm-hmm. They know the deal. They know. It's like, well, these people really know what they're doing. California? Just keep on driving. Keep going. Keep yeah. LA, they probably have AAA. <laughs> triple A. We got insurance. Keep going, honey. Yeah. yeah. Wait for our wine tasting. Yeah. But Pretty what, much. What do you think it is about about that? Like, wonder why. What causes that difference? Like, I think you know, from what I've seen so far, like California, just super busy all the time. Ah. Uh, just everything's go go go. Everything's. Okay. About, I'm not everything, but I'm like you know even businesses. Like I've had to kind of adjust to life here with businesses like actually closing at six, 6 o'clock or earlier or, oh, okay. you know, 7, 8 o'clock, depending on what it is, give or yeah, take, yeah. you know. But, I mean, there, you can expect pretty much anything to stay open till 10, 11, midnight, depending on what it is, obviously, but till later. Like what is, okay, like even like non-retail places will do that? Yeah, just, okay. depending on what it is. I mean, if it's an opportunity to, if it's an opportunity to sell money, depending on what it is for the most part, but I mean... Here, a lot of the things I'd have to look, I'd literally have to look to see how late are they open, like, because uh, it'll, obviously here, people want to make money, but it's not a huge sure. issue. You know, like, I didn't quite believe when I would hear people, yeah, everything shuts down during Cherry Week, or everything just slows mm-hmm. down during the holidays, and I'm like, oh, okay, I mean, in California, it's like, we literally, you work Christmas Eve, so, and they're like, no, we don't do that out here, you're like, mm-hmm. really? Like, yeah, so it's... It's kind of different in the sense that I'm not saying that it's all commercialized out there, but everything's yeah. just so go, go, go all the time. Right. Whereas here, it's like you just kind of hit a point to where it's a little bit more laid back or maybe you just plan better, I guess. Maybe you guys shot better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It could have, you know, it could have something to do with the winter suck. So, <laughs> you know, the summer, it's like, hey, let's, let's try to enjoy it while we can. Yeah. And also in the winter, yeah. the winters suck. So, you know <laughs> what I mean? That's, it's... You know. So, babe, if you're listening, that means a lot more video game time coming in the winter. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah because it's... Um, it, were, it's dark at 5 o'clock. Was, yeah. No, well, I was, it's funny because I was talking to Mark about that. We were talking about the daylight savings and everything and yeah. the difference between here in California. And, you know, in California, when you obviously fall back, I mean, the sun comes up 637. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's back down by 5. And I, mm. the only reason why I remember is one of my jobs was literally 7 to 4. And by the time I'd go in, yeah. you'd see a little bit of sunlight. And then yep. by the time I'm leaving, you're like kind of watching it set. And you get home and you yeah. start to have dinner. You're like, dark. Yep. Like, yeah. That's what it is here. Dark. You work 8 to 5 in the winter. Yeah. You're going to work and going home in the dark. Yeah. So, yeah. That's one thing I really had to get used to. Um, well, I can... The late late June, you got the longest day of the year, and you got sunlight till ten ten thirty. Yeah, is, you know I wasn't used to that being at a lower latitude. It's a lot more even. Oh god, yeah. Know, but yeah. here, yeah, and then in the winter, I'm just like freaking 
Five o'clock and it's dark already. What the hell? But again, yeah, what just... I would push like nine okay. on the longest times, like right around there. Okay. But then that, it would just pretty consistent all the way across the board. Now, I know you've only been here like a week and a half, but has there been anything? I mean, you mentioned the general, I guess, uh, culture being a little different. Is there anything that's really surprised you about this area so far that's kind of um, taken you aback? Man, I did not expect that. Actually, well, I don't know. I think the Midwest gets a bad rap because it's like meat and potato, meat and potatoes belt. Sure. Um, so a lot of people would assume that um, people are a lot more unhealthy, so to speak. Yeah. But I think what kind of took me back a little bit is how much people are actually a lot more active mm. in here, especially. I mean, between you kind of either have a mix, you either kind of have one side or the other for the most part. What I noticed was you either do have people that kind of fit that stigma, but then it's like, I can't tell you how many people will go biking or they're always outdoors. And it's like you kind of hear it back back home, but not as much as like they're literally like, see you, guys, see you later, guys. I'm going on a ride. Or like mm-hmm. literally every time you turn somewhere, there's people outdoors doing something. Yeah. And I, uh, I guess the stigma from, you know, about the Midwest or, you yeah. know, back east is they don't do anything besides yeah. eat meat and potatoes, apparently. Kind Watch of thing. football, eat brats. Yeah. <laughs> eat brats. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, having that kind of stigma from – back you know back west and stuff so i think that kind of caught me off guard that people are actually it is very healthy out here and they are health conscious or they're actually i shouldn't say food forward it's not the right word but they're you know like looking into uh different types of foods i'm trying to it's kind of difficult to explain but i think you know what i'm talking about like it's not just every place you turn fast food or Steak and potatoes, yeah. kind of thing. Like you do. and Denny's. <laughs> going exactly. Go down to the buffet, honey. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh. I know it sounds, it sounds terrible, especially when you're coming from, you know, California, where everyone says, "Oh, you're from California, so you go to the beach every day." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a big I go to the beach yeah. every day." Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Just um, drive over to the beach real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just right just, over there. I just, yeah, as soon as I leave work, I just. Put my flip-flops on, and I'm down yeah. there. Yeah, grab your surfboard, yeah. head out to the beach. Yeah, because the whole state is a one-mile strip <laughs> yeah. just along the beach. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I say, oh, you don't? I was like, if you want that, you go live in San Diego. But yeah. then good luck getting to the beach in a half an hour because you're going to be stuck in traffic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do you surf? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> you, you must eat sushi all the time. Not Japan. <laughs> California. <laughs> yeah. Fish tacos. Yeah. Hawaii, not California. <laughs> Think that that's been like the fun adventure here is trying to find food that you you enjoyed back home and uh, trying to find seeing what the difference is between the two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is an authentic California, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see about that. Yeah. Like we went to we had some Mexican food the other night and I literally just ordered everything I normally would order from my Mexican food place just to try it. Wow. Yeah. Which was was good. Yeah. Can't say that it was like I'm gonna be craving it like I would back yeah. home, but it was like if I need a a small fix. I know one thing on the menu I can kind of order to get me by. Yeah. But I'm going to have to try some more places. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that place. I mentioned on the podcast before. I'll give them free plugs all day long. Yeah. Osorio's up at uh, 72 and 31, mm-hmm. northwest corner there. Oh, my God. I'm glad. For sure. I'm glad that place is like a small hour away from my house because if it wasn't, I would be fat and broke. Yeah. I would just be there all the time. Kind of curious to see what you guys have at the Little Fleet because there's... Good food that comes out of a top, uh, yeah, out, of, out of a truck. I've only been there a couple of times, but it's it is good. Which was the is it mud, sweat, and beers at that race this year? There, mm-hmm. there was a taco truck up there, and they were pretty damn good. The fish really? tacos were pretty yeah. good. Yeah, 
It was bread and fish, though. I don't uh, like bread and fish on the fish tacos, but yeah. it was do, still pretty good. If you good. do it right, it's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't like heavy breading, but yeah, usually I don't like that, but the, the tacos were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to, it was like a couple of years ago where I went and uh, we did, we had some tacos. Um, Sparks had a barbecue truck there, and that was really good. I was really impressed with that because my dad ran a barbecue joint for over a decade down mm-hmm. in Virginia, and I worked there too, and yeah, that's they had legit. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. Glad it's coming close to lunchtime. Yeah, yeah right. Mm. So, I, so this area is lumped in from the perspective of California. This is just considered Midwest. There, it doesn't separate into like Great Lakes region or anything. I mean, I would assume so. I mean, it is technically the Great Lakes region, but I think it's, it's like the. I always thought like the Midwest was literally like. Colorado, because you're like sure. middle of you know the United States, but you're on the western end of it. But yeah, like like over to Pennsylvania or you know maybe. Pittsburgh. Yeah, area. and it was just like, and then everyone would always say, "Oh, St. Louis, the archway to the Midwest," and you're just like, "Dude, that's not even like a third oh, of yeah, Mississippi." Yeah, yeah, that's like not even a yeah. third of you know America. So it's just kind of like, well, I guess that would technically be the Midwest if you go straight up. I don't know. It really depends on your perspective. Yeah, I guess. yeah everything's. I think names is so East Coast centric <laughs> because that's where it started. And, Right. So to yeah. them, it's the Midwest, but to like you and us, it's like no, it's it's here. Yeah, <laughs> for you it's east. You know, <clears throat> I mean, technically, uh, it's it's kind of weird because you're right on that Eastern time zone. Because mm-hmm. like yeah. you're just barely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's real, real close. Yeah. Um, so again, I know you haven't been here that long, but uh, I think you'll be surprised at the quality of food. We got some really good places in the area. You do pay for it in some places. It's Kind of yeah. pricey, but, uh, you know. can't say, yeah, I can't say that I've had a bad outing. Even from when we came to visit, like, even going to, like, we were talking the other day, like, Seven Monks and the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Bacon Jam Burger was like. Yeah. Is that Bacon Jam? It's Bacon Jam. You never heard of Bacon Jam? I have not. So, it's usually you'll, you'll cook or render some bacon. You'll throw a little bit of brown sugar. Um, I know you kind of use the bacon fat. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, our family friend made some for our going away party. Made a Bacon Jam Burger also. And I added uh, jalapenos to it. It's actually mm-hmm. really good. Um, but yeah, they make this bacon jam burger, man. It's, I'd probably say, one of the best burgers I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. Travis and I have talked about the Cuban burger at Blue Track. Yeah, yeah. It's a great burger. <clears throat> Many times. I think for my money, that's my favorite that I think I've ever had. Burger with pulled pork on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pork and burger. Yeah. And pickles. <laughs> yeah. And Swiss cheese. He's like, all they need is bacon on it. Yeah. And yeah. Done. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I'm probably one of the only people that doesn't care for bacon on a burger. I like bacon. Probably. Don't get me wrong. I just there's something about bacon on a burger, and maybe it's because a lot of the times I get a bacon burger and they just it's either overcooked yeah. and it just crumbles, just yeah. have good flavor, or it's just undercooked and you literally just bite in, and here comes the entire strip oh, of bacon. Yeah. Like, yeah. What about fried egg on a burger? Love fried egg. Yes. My wife just shakes her head. I'm like, no, that's yeah. My wife does good. not like fried eggs. Like she just does not like, like the yolk thing. Like just doesn't like. Just does not like the runny yolk ah, part of it. it. And I've been trying yeah. to sell her on it because yeah. everywhere I go, if they have Eggs Benedict, I get Eggs Benedict. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Good stuff. But now you make me think of, I want to mix a, you ever heard of a Juicy Lucy? I don't think so. So I guess they're popular back in Minnesota where my family's from. That's kind of how I heard about it where they actually take the patty. They stuff, they basically have two patties for the most part. They take it, they put a bundle of cheese in it, and then they... Put the other patty on top, uh, and they roll it around so that when you're getting ready to eat it, 
she just oozes out. Okay. But okay. I would love to do that with a fried egg. That'd be awesome. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. And he keeps looking at his if, watch like, oh my god, I if you can, lunch time yet? If you yeah. can maintain if you can maintain the runny oak inside, that would be yeah, that'd be amazing. Wow. I thought there was a dish that they cook that way where you actually cook the egg inside of a pastry or something like that. I've seen it on a cooking show, but I can't remember what it was. Mm. Or, you know, you cook the egg inside of, God, what was it we were watching? Where they kind of do that, where you take that actual egg and you cook it inside something so that when it's, I, for some reason I'm thinking like Beef Wellington, where you have yeah. like the pastry and then you have the beef in there and you do that. But they do the same thing with an egg. And I can't remember what it was. Is it that scotch egg? Is that what yes, you're that's what it is. That's yeah. scotch yeah. egg. Where, you that's where they do that. Yeah. Yeah, you bread it and fry it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Bread and fry it. Oh, yeah. He said bread it and yeah. fry it. Everything right with that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, but there's a lot of good places. Like, but my wife and I sometimes go on our anniversary to a place called Red Ginger. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it is pricey, but I've never had anything but a top-notch meal there. Yeah. You know. And there's Stella's. It's good. But, again, I mean, those are all real high-end places. I don't really know of any places around here that I'm just like, yeah, I'm not ever going to go there. It's got a lot of good food choices in this area. Most of the time, I won't go some places because of the patrons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. After I hit 30, I'm like, I'm not going there Just anymore. got tired of people. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you talking about restaurants or bars now? Well, both. Yeah. 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 I think he's allergic to hipsters. Oh, oh my God. I'm getting yeah. started. It's... I shaved my beard because of hipsters. <laughs> I used to have a nice big beard, and the hipsters started growing beards. It. And they ruined it, man. I'm like, I, between them and those Duck Dynasty assholes, that's why I <laughs> shaved my beard. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they took uh, suspenders. They Can't rock suspenders anymore. Nope. nope. Can't wear my, my flood pants. Nope. With my suspenders and flannel shirt Doc, anymore. Doc Martens, they took that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure they did. Isn't that typical attire right here? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, uh, hipsters ruin everything. Yeah, we went to the Friday night. Did you guys have like a Friday night, like downtown Friday night live or something like that? Yeah, yeah. we do. Typically. Yeah. Is that in the summer too or just in the winter? They do that? No, it doesn't start. It started yeah. this last weekend. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. we went to the first one. Shows you how tapped in I am. It was great people watching. Did they have like a street you. sale or something going on too yeah. downtown? Yeah, that's right. I do remember seeing that. Well, wasn't that part of, was that part of the film fest or is that separate? That's separate. I think you actually, oh. you have like, well, you have Friday night live, I guess, every Friday. But I think the, the, the sale was maybe just that Friday. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. But it wasn't part of the Phil Pest, I don't think. Okay. Because yeah. I think if you go to, like, was it downtown Traverse or something like that? I don't know. My wife finds all these different things, yeah. like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. social media, whatever. Yeah. And that's how she, we found it. I'm like, yeah, let's go. What's yeah. the worst that could happen? Yeah. So, you're talking about, you see a bunch of hipsters down there then? Um, I will say that there was oh, great people yeah. watching. <laughs> <laughs> Great people watching. You ever want? You ever want to see some good improv? Let's go downtown. We'll sit outside one of the breweries and some people watch. Will people yeah. watch? You see any typewriters? People sitting on park benches with typewriters or burlap pants? <laughs> no, but it was funny because I heard your other podcast about somebody was talking about duct tape. Like they were making duct tape accessories or clothing. Oh, who really? was? That? Oh man, I don't remember now. We've done so many. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably Patrick. If had to be anybody, it was probably Patrick. Yeah, talking about duct tape. Pants. And it's funny yeah. because I, I remember hearing it. I was going to, before you got all, somebody sent us an email and I was going to do it because I, I actually had, because oh, I, I don't know if they do it out here, but back then we used to have to do senior projects. So you basically had to pick a, 
you had an entire project you had to write a paper on, give a presentation. Right. You had to do like a, almost like a capstone. Okay. Um, in order to graduate, well, one of the guys I went to school with literally did an entire thing of duct tape clothing. Like this is back in like 1999. Was Whoa. wallet, pants, uh, backpack, like oh, yeah. literally jacket, and completely. There was nothing else on it, literally except for duct tape. A proto hipster. Yeah. Maybe we found patient zero. Patient <laughs> zero. Yeah, that was probably patient zero because at first I was like, he was making it. It was like Jenko jeans back in the day. You guys oh, yeah. He literally made Jenko jeans <laughs> out of duct tape. And if anybody's listening, this is how bad the 90s were. Look up oh. Jenko jeans. Is this is 40s? Uh, Edward McForty hands, yeah. No, well, we played that. No, the the Jenko forties, the, the the bottom. Oh, the, the big, bottom was forty oh, inches. No. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember those ones. Oh, I just yeah. literally remember God. everyone was wearing like the air slants, and you would never know that they were wearing air slants because the yeah. the bottom would open so much it would cover their shoe, and you're just like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, if you watch Varsity Blues and see James Vanderbeek, like what costuming put him in. Oh. Yeah, it was like the Doc Martens with the baggy carpenter jeans uh, that, yeah. that covered the whole boot. Yeah. Ooh. Flannels. I mean, that was... I remember that. That was big. I mean, 90s flashbacks. Yeah. We can have an entire show just about that, I'm oh, sure. we could. We should do that. Have you on again. Yeah. Just all about the 90s. <laughs> Mike, could be, Mike could be involved. Yeah. Be Mike, yeah, man. Mike could. He's a couple years older than we are. Yeah. So, yeah, he grew up then. Yeah, for sure. That would be entertaining for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you back, man. I mean, you've been out in the shop. and Yeah, it's good to get back in and do one. And yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, hopefully we'll be able to more often now. Yeah, absolutely. I'll start lining up some more people. So, well, kind of as we're wrapping up, what's next uh, in the shop for you? Um, I think I'm pretty much coming back to the office here shortly. Okay. I should be, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think the plan is you to do a bunch of engineering for a while and then maybe move into project management yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, that would really, I think that'd really help a lot. I know. Dan's kind of overwhelmed with project management right now, and any kind of relief we can get him, and oh, anybody, we're all slammed. Yeah. Just hammered. Busy time of year. Because you've been working on a prototype out there. Yeah, yep. Um, Probably shouldn't mention the company name, but yeah, prototype, yeah, yeah, top secret. Getting back to your shop roots, welding and fabbing. It's like a pig in mud, man. I went out there, I started like (laughs) complaining about all the engineers, (laughs) complaining about management, all these office people who don't know what they're doing. Dude, day one. Yeah. (laughs) I think the thing that I've become most appreciated out there is a lot of the guys actually want things to get better. Yeah. So a lot of the places where I've been, the the liaison, if you will, between the office and, you know, production, because I go back and forth a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. being in engineering, the guys out here literally would come, if you help them with something, like for whatever reason, Mike had me read you all the iPads and get everybody in the system. Yeah. Everybody comes and finds me when there's an iPad issue now. Like, yeah. Which is great because they want their, you know, their tools to work well. But it's, it's funny because now you both are like, hey, can you make sure when you start doing engineering or you do some project managing that this doesn't happen anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was funny because I actually brought out like a notepad because I was taking thoughts and ideas, you know, to uh, process improvement, different things, asking different questions. I had this little notepad out and uh, Neil comes over and goes, so what are you taking notes of? Are you, are you watching all of us? I'm like, no. I'm oh, you should have told him <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I was making fun of him because I don't know exactly what he does, but when I'm standing over by the brake press and I look down this hallway and I see this guy that's probably about good 275 i'll keep going yeah i'm being generous i'm being nice and i don't know what he does but i'm finished i'm sure he's finishing something but the guy looks like he's having this 
this well thought out dance with this machine. Oh, Colmire, probably. Yeah. The yeah. big belt. Yeah. 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 He's on this big belt, but the way he has to go back and forth, he almost looks like he's just in this this nice machine man waltz of some sort. <laughs> yeah. I can see and I was kind of joking with him about it. He just kind of gave me this snarly look, and I'm just like, yeah. I see you over there, Twinkle Toes. <laughs> he's probably just hungry, that's what he gave me that look. That's yeah. true. So, all right. So, uh, is that Mike oh. calling to tell us to wrap it up? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and the number show up? That's private. No. You didn't put on speaker, did you? Yes. Hello. No. 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 I put it on okay. <laughs> All right. Well, cool, Scott. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, looking at the head and back. And oh, for sure. Nineties. Yeah. You'll have to change the uh, the intro music for it, though. Ooh. What do you want, grunge? I can do grunge. Well, what What do you think would... Uh... You should do a play on the Fresh Prince one. That's what you should do. Holy oh, crap. Fresh man. Prince parody? <laughs> you don't even have to do that. You can just literally just play, play just yeah. the instrumental of it as yeah. you're coming in. Yeah. Oh, man. But good. then we gotta start, you got to start with some good lingo, though. Like, some good 90s lingo. God, it's going to take some research. It's been yeah. a while. The uh. Zach Attack is back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just heard there's a place in L.A. that's called Saved by the Max. And it is an exact reproduction of the hangout in Saved by the Bell. Really? Go there and eat. Yeah. Wow. I already got my tickets. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I love that show. I had a crush on Kelly Kapowski. Who didn't? Right? Real proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm ashamed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Scott. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Glad to have it's you back. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to keep going. I keep seeing like Dustin at my desk dropping stuff off. Who knows what emails are waiting for me? Like I said, beers and people watching. Oh, yeah. We got a plan on for the winter hits. About to do it on a Friday. That's the best time to do it for sure. All right, man. Appreciate it. Bye, Nick. listening to what was it rick the intro was super short because i had to take a shit (laughs) (laughs) so i I made a little clip afterwards after and i I put it in Uh i did the intro and there's a little clip of me saying this intro was short because i had to poop then the intro music starts oh god (laughs) so clear the throat red leather yellow leather red leather yellow leather lion face lion face yep lion face lion face (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.